Welcome to the Proud Financier podcast. My name is Navodeep Jaisingha. I'm the Global Finance Manager of ISAC International, and I am one of your hosts for this podcast. And my name is Shashi Rivera. I'm the Global Finance Board Chair, and I'm also one of your hosts for this podcast. This podcast, Proud Financier, is inspired by ISAC 2025, where we strive to build a long-lasting ISAC. Today, we talk a lot about sustainability and making ISAC more sustainable. In order for us to achieve this, we need to make sustainable decisions, and that's why in this podcast, not only for financiers but also for non-financiers, to learn about finance, to understand finance, and leverage finance in order to make decisions in their everyday roles. So, in this space, we will discuss new trends, decision making, soft skills, risk management, and how to build a great finance mindset. So, stay tuned. Get ready to be inspired and become a proud financier. Welcome, everyone, to our second episode of the Proud Financier Podcast. In this episode, we will talk a lot about data analytics. For today, we have an amazing guest who has been working a lot with finance data of ISAC. He was the Global Finance Board Chair from 2018 to 2020. He has also been the MCVP Finance of ISAC in the Philippines. Currently, he is working as a business analyst. He is indeed a brilliant financier as well as a great data analyst. Please welcome Ram Martinez. Welcome. Welcome, Ram, to the finance podcast of Isaac Proud Financier. We are very, very happy to have you here today. It's been quite a long time since we don't have you around here. Um, so, how are you? How is your new life? Yeah, uh, thank you so much, Josely. Um, yeah, I'm feeling really good. Uh, I moved to an entirely new country across the world, and so far feeling so good. Um, different weather, different seasons, and and just checking what might happen to me. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, and we all want to know what did you do right after ISEC because we all knew you as the GFV chair in the previous years. Um, so now, how is your life like? What did you do right after? What, what were your decisions when you finished ISEC? Mm-hmm. Okay, so right after ISEC, so I worked in my city um, as a financial analyst temporarily. Um, but starting th- this September, I had worked with Electrolux as business analyst for FPNA Center of Excellence. So I basically work on financial planning and analysis data involving sales and marketing. And yeah, so as you can see. I work in Electrolux, a very natural change of work environment for most Isaacers, as we all know. Yes, um, yeah, Ram. So it's it's as always, it's a it's a pleasure to have you uh, in the podcast. And um, just just continuing uh, from what you were saying now, since you started uh, working as a business analyst as well, I'm I'm keen to um, ask you. How do you think the whole Isaac experience? I'm especially you were working a lot in finance, a lot in data, a lot in decision making. All of this, how do you think has been contributing to the current role that you are doing? Okay, thanks, Navo. Um, I think one of the qualities that that I really admire that I learned from Isaac is that, and I also still embody this 
up to this day is being solution oriented. Um, for those who had worked with me, they would know that I'm a problem solver. I like to search what are the risks or issues that we are facing. Um, I like to create plans and options and what can be the next steps. And I tend to push for that direction to solve them. Um, right now uh, in my job, so I perform multiple roles, um, which range from data analytics, um, forecasts and budgets, um, insights, uh, and automating processes. The thing is, with this job that I have, um, I needed to be efficient and technical with my technical application. Okay. And at the same time, um, be able to understand what are the numbers and trends. And I think with ISEC, especially with how complex the organization is, how frequent it changes, and how much you always need to be on your feet, um, this organization would always push you to always be ready and thus become solution-oriented. Okay, okay. So that, that's, that's very uh, interesting to hear and how how, how, how the experience can be directly transformed or translated uh, in, into the corporate sector as well. Um, so yeah, let's, I think just you can ask more about uh, the data experiences from yeah. Ram as well. Yeah, well, uh, from the people that doesn't know, Ram was my team leader in, last year. And I learned a lot of the things that he was just telling us about being, how to be solution-oriented, but at the same time, how to be structured, you know, like um, doing some simulations before taking decisions with data. So that's one of the best qualities that I can see in RAM. And talking about that, like through data, we always tell stories, like, you know, behind those numbers, we have a story. Uh, about decisions or context or things that are happening in any organization, how uh, to tell a good story through finance data? How would you say that we can tell a good story through finance so everyone can understand? And what kind of stories can you tell us, for example? Oh, all right. That is a very good question. Um, I guess before I start talking about data, um, let's focus on one of the keywords, which is the word story, right? So I think, let's think what makes up the story. Um, so it, if you're gonna look on how many stories are, are out there, so you need to have a setting, like understanding the context, um, the plot of the story, which would build up to like conflicts, and ultimately there will be a conclusion or resolution, right? And mm -hmm. I think if we're going to relate it to a story when it comes to data or to or to any businesses, um, you need to know what is involved here. So we need to know who are the people that we have to work with, the stakeholders that might mm -hmm. be affected, um, the customers that we talk to. Um, second is we need to know what is happening right now. So what is the setting? What is the time? Like what is the current events? And this part is where like data would also come in because in order for you to know that, you need to know numbers, analysis. Mm -hmm. And the next thing on that is you need to know what could happen next. So that is where after you had your numbers and analysis, understanding what are the results from that, like what would be the risk and opportunities, like what are your insights? 
And just because you know what might happen next, um, you can already stop the story from there, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, you already know what would happen next, but that doesn't mean that you should stop there. You could also do, like, what do you want to do next? What would be your um, action step or what would be your plans? What would be the things that you will be doing moving forward? Um, for this part, it can be good things, it can be bad things, but this is basically what you were, what would be your next step. And the thing with data is that for a lot of people, everyone will think, oh, this is all about technicalities, this is all about numbers. And yeah. that is something that a lot of people are scared of, is scared of, especially if it's finance, because no one wants to touch data, no one wants <laughs> to touch numbers, let's face it. And that is something that a lot of people will see, oh, this is too delicate. This is not for me. I would rather go with something else. And the thing is, what people need to know is that you can't tell a good story about data if you can't understand it. Um, Of course, solid technical application, being able to do management, understand um, um, doing calculations with information is good and it is absolutely needed. But that honestly, that would be useless if you can't realize insights from those numbers. So mm-hmm. no matter how well you are doing with the calculations with data, if you can't get something out of it, uh, if you can't understand it, then it will be um, difficult to explain it to other people. So maybe just a short example of like the story, which is, I think, something that is very common that we all know, which is budgeting, right? So before, like, what would be involved in the budgeting? You need to know what happened in the past, like past financial data, what happened past events, what are feedbacks from other people. Then after that, you will have to do calculations, doing analysis so that you could understand what actually happened back then. And then you could spot some issues, but um, potential solutions, um, spot, spot risk and opportunities, and ultimately you will have a lot of discussions with different people, plans, and next steps. And I think in terms of that, um, that's how you will be able to tell a good story, is you need to do good technical application, but at the same time be able to understand it so you can share it with other people. That's cool. Um I have a follow-up question there, like based on your experience and do you have kind of a short story that you find out through data, like something that you can share with us? Like, oh, I realized this when I, when I look at this data. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I think one of the things that, uh, okay, I was give us um, an experience because I I'm not sure if this is still common right now, but I would say um, discount campaigns back in my entity. Um, <clears throat> so the thing is, um, it's also quite a popular thing to have um, uh, to have like strategy for you to increase your numbers. That's something that a lot of people wanted to do, and like discounts is something that is an option to work on. Um, and the, the thing I remember back then is that when we did that, I think a few weeks after when I was doing 
my analysis, reviewing my numbers, I can see that, oh, our revenues I still actually decrease. I don't really <laughs> see that much change or growth. Yeah. And at the back of my mind, I was thinking, um, what if, like those two words, I was just thinking, oh, what if I did this? What if I stayed with this price? Like, what if I didn't change anything back then? And mm-hmm. what, and the thing with data is that um, if I didn't realize it, even though that it was already late or it was already after a few a few weeks, if I didn't saw the result and if I didn't understood that result, my fear is that my successors or the people who would be next to me would probably do the same mistake that I did. And that is something that is good with um, understanding data is you could find the things that you had done wrong and potentially prevent it in the future. When, when you were explaining about like how it affects the decisions and the kind of decisions you can make with data, I just have a quick follow-up question for that as well. All right. Uh, it, it, it's specifically to do with when you have large amounts of data and you were talking about how we need to think about like what's happening right now and what we are going to do next and all of this. But suppose we have a large amount of data, then how do we kind of find out which data to use? Because more, more or less, like some people struggle with, okay, we have data, that's fine. But now how can we figure it out? Like which data to use? Because for an example, if, if you are kind of looking for something, okay, then we can look for it. But suppose you just have data. You don't have anything to look for. And at the same time, you have everything to look for. But how do, how do you go about this? Do, if you have any, any experience or if you can share any examples. Okay, all right. I think in terms of that one, because let's say you got a huge number of data that it is um, difficult for you to be able to process on your own. I think one of the things that, um, a person should do is um, find an efficient way to be able to process it. Um, I think mm-hmm. um, it will depend, of course, in terms of the skill level of a person on how they'll be able to process it. But okay. finding ways to be efficient about it would be one of the first steps so that you can handle more volumes of data. And in terms of um, prioritizing which one you would have to look for or which one that you would have to use, um, it would have to depend on how you're going to have your discussions with other people. Because let's say if you have huge amounts of data and then both of them um, are showing um, two different um, scenarios or realities. one of the things you could do is you can make solutions to solve both of them, both of those scenarios. Another thing is you can prioritize one scenario over the other. Um, but ultimately, in terms of the of those next steps, um, that's not necessarily something that data will tell you that, okay, this is something that you should do. Um, mm-hmm. If there are multiple scenarios, that is more of like a discussion also alongside with other people. Because... Um, that's like insights from other people as well that is not necessarily shown in data would also be um, beneficial for you for you and for what you're gonna do with your team. 
yeah i i i think that's that's a very interesting perspective because like especially you talked about um not only data how we get also the other context from the other people so i think it also connects with you or how you were telling that we always need to think who is involved and what is being involved as well so if you even have a large amount of data you would have an understanding about the context so that we can look we can understand what we want to look for that that's a very interesting perspective actually with that i want to go for my next question for you it is about like what kind of background i think you talked about if you have a large amount of data you need to know how to process it uh there is something you talked about and the kind of skills you want there but what i want to ask you is generally what kind of a skill set uh do you, would you require for you to tell a good story and you know to process data and you know handle data in a successful manner all right okay so i think it is the background or skill sets um like i'm going to give you some examples that are not necessarily just within finance but it can be applied with um different functions as well so i think the very first thing is to understand the process so having a good understanding of how your company works how your operational flow works um how different people are the customers works within your team or within the organization is something that you would need to understand um so that's the first one the second one would be data management so for this one obviously this involves um technical application being able to actually do the calculations um and also um working on the numbers itself um this is not only for finance it can be for marketing it can be for hr etc i think when it comes to um data management for learning data management the basics would be very essential and like basics meaning it that includes excel um you can of course learn something that is advanced um that is something more extra especially if it's required for your job description but focusing on something solid like the minimums and the basic functions is definitely something that you should be able to learn and i would say third part is communication um is a skill is needed um of course like communication is not so something that is technical that you can see in data but communication is needed mainly um discussing with other people and how you'll be able to share it after you utilize your data because no matter how great you are with doing calculations with the numbers if you can't share it if you can't explain it then it won't be effective for you to use that data it would be effective for your team itself if no one can understand it um So I would say those are the functional background that you would need. Okay. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but also when it comes to the people let's say like what you would like to um to have because when it comes to data um of course this involves discussions as well. Um this is something the thing that I'm going to share is not something necessarily required but it is something that is um beneficial or something that is a good advantage of so having functionally diverse people so for example like if you're going to discuss the data like finance data it would be get uh, good as well if you'll be able to get 
different perspective from different departments or different functions, understand where they might be coming from or what would be their opinions and learn what they might say or understand what is important for them. So for example, like if you're gonna work with finance data, right? And finance would include um, like sometimes marketing budgets or HR budgets, or also include who are the people that would be in, um, working on those and being having their um, inputs from that um, from them um, for finance data would also be good. Um, so your own function isn't necessarily the only thing that matters, um, but that doesn't mean that your own function should be disregarded. So everything, I'm basically saying that everything matters, but not necessarily one is more important than the other. Um, there could be times that when you're gonna do conversations, sometimes people will have conf conflicts. People will say, oh, you need to listen to me because I know these yeah. things. But that doesn't necessarily mean that's correct. Um, but having those clashes, um, sometimes it's okay um, because you'll be able to somehow meet in the middle ground and find a good balance of the solutions. So I would say like having functionally diverse background is also good. Yeah, okay. Th thank you for sharing this perspective. And especially uh, in, in, in the previous one, you were talking about how important it is uh, to have a good skill in terms of communication. Because often when we think about analytics, or when we talk about analytics, the only thing that comes to your mind is like, you know, working on the computer, like crunching numbers, crunching data all this time. Uh, but when you when you when you talk about communication, I think it gives a, a bigger perspective of like the importance where where you really pay uh, attention to. Uh, so and 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 connecting it with what you said about functionally diverse teams or like a group of people can bring a lot of other perspectives together. I think it it will get the best out of data. So I think that's a that's a very beautiful answer um, to how you how you can develop your skill set as well as the skill set of the team. What do you think about this, Jocelyn? I really think the same. Actually, I was remembering uh, one video or I I think it was on our podcast. And one guy was saying, yeah, I took my first job. I was very good at analysis. And I shared to the board of directors like a book with all the charts that I made with the analysis. And they asked me and what I can do with this. like. What is the next step with this? Because I cannot take all the analysis that you made if you don't spread, uh, explain me. So that was a, a big learning that I had, like um, how important is communication and how your analysis also talk about you, talk about what are your interpretations. And inside a team, this is so important. You know, I have also a very diverse team. I have people with very good technical skills, but sometimes they, they ask me, but why I have to do this analysis? Like, what does this mean for, for me or for the organization? So completely agree with what you both say. And um, um, with that, I want to ask my last question. Um, yeah, probably the last question that it's why is that data and analysis so important nowadays? And how people can learn more about analytics for finance uh, in our case? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you for that question. 
I think one of the things that we need to know is the world is always changing. Um, the world is always needs to adapt. The world always needs to know um, where can it go further? How can it evolve even more? And it is, and everyone, I mean, any people would work in a company. So it's difficult to justify um, company decisions without numbers. Um, that's like um, having a human body without blood already. <laughs> and the thing is, data, especially in the corporate world, data is the new oil. Um, everyone loves data. Everyone needs data. Everyone needs to be able to understand and how to utilize data for the corporation to be able to, um, to still drive for it. Um, especially if you are working with finance, where everything is basically numbers. Like we might not always see multiple people around our office stalls or in the four corners of our room, but the main thing that we always see are the numbers. And when you're working with numbers, it is really difficult if you will make decisions and rely on your feelings, <laughs> like, or your emotions, as you know, like there are times that we have to make decisions that, oh, this is what I feel that we need to do. That is yeah. really difficult to yeah. justify. And that's why being able to use numbers, being able to use data is really good because um, being able because being able to use that, being able to analyze that, you'll have full understanding of the bigger picture. If you can analyze numbers, you will have a sense of reliability with your decisions. You will be more confident with your actions. And honestly, it would also be a lot easier for you to think of alternatives or if you need to change your decision um, like very rapidly, it would be a lot easier for you in case that something went wrong um, along the way. And I think that um, that's something that is really important when it comes to data um, and analysis. When it comes to, for data, um, I think people can learn more about um, analytics in multiple ways. Um, sorry, um, analytics in finance in multiple ways. Uh, I mean, most of the time, like the most common route is go to university, have a bachelor's degree or master's degree. Um, that's yeah. totally fine. That's like the traditional route. Um, but right now um, with the things that we need to work on with our priorities, um, sometimes we have lesser time for that. So you can also go with, online tutorials, courses, videos, YouTube videos, um, anything that you can see in the internet is totally fine. Um, there is also one function or one application that I would like a lot of people to know about, and that is Excel. Like everyone uses <laughs> Excel. Like you cannot hide it, hide from it. Like. <laughs> Like no matter what function you are, no matter what you do, even if, it, if it's finance or marketing, even in your own home, sometimes you will have to even use Excel. Um, yeah. So good um, knowledge or skill level with Excel, even just the very basics, just having a solid foundation on Excel is really something that will take you a long, long way. And 
probably the last thing is just practice like just practice using doing calculation analysis because sometimes when you're working like your hand movements would already know what to type like it's yeah. a lot easier for speed um you get familiarized with it there are times that um is that you don't need to think that much because like your body just knows what to do <laughs> like you're just gonna do something and then oh it already started typing it already started working so yeah that's probably the something that people should know more about um analytics with finance mm. yeah yeah there's two things that you cannot deny first is data and the second is that you need excel in your life <laughs> yeah I, I I have a small follow-up question for this, mm-hmm. especially when we are talking about analytics for finance. I think one of the area people are a bit scared about is, do I have enough financial knowledge to understand this data? So they, sometimes they might feel, okay, I can work with the data, but I don't have enough maybe accounting knowledge or like maybe financial knowledge. Where can... We are, can people improve this uh, knowledge or this skill as well or how how important it is for them to have this kind of knowledge and what kind of a depth would it require to process the data or analyze the data for finance uh, at least uh, for for making decisions okay all right i think i um that is a very good question i think for a lot of people i mean a lot of people don't always work with finance um um the Probably the common answer that I would say is um, just learn at least the basics with accounting and reporting um, because you don't need to learn all of the advanced technicalities that is involved with accounting and reporting um, as long as you understand how the format works or the structure works, that is already good with you. But Mm -hmm. also, if you don't have um, that much time or that much interest in that, just try to relate it with your everyday life because for example you always have to use money anyway like in your daily life like you know that you have to budget your own salary you have your own allowance you have to pay like your landlord or buy food and that's not necessarily something that is always in a report style but Mm -hmm from just experiencing that like you would know why it is essential for you to learn how to manage your money like you'll be able to know how other people spend you'll be able to know how other people earn because you yourself also spend and earn anyway um so i think that's one thing that other people should know um i think that's also one thing that maybe people can see a different perspective that oh okay um finance is not necessarily a very unique thing. Finance is not necessarily um, that hard, but finance is something that is relatable to me because I also have to work with finance itself. That's 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 a very good perspective, Ram. Well, I think, yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's, it's a very good perspective because, yeah, most of the time people think finance is okay. I never studied finance, but end of the day, like you do finance on a daily basis and it's, it's the same thing. Maybe the, the jargon is a bit different, like you call liabilities, but end of the day, it's like you're taking a loan, you're paying back the loan, you're still in debt, right? Like something like that. But the jargon's a bit different, but 
end of the day it's 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 similar to your day to day life and if you if you if you look in that perspective i think it's very interesting how you can translate a lot of things that is happening within within any organization or any company is actually this almost similar i think for everyone who's listening in that's a good advice to take uh how you can if you if you if you think if you are overwhelmed or if you are uh, thinking that okay i don't know finance it's too difficult or i've never studied it it's not my thing like it is your thing because every day you are doing it so that's nothing to worry about and just i think just uh, pay a little bit more attention um, how it happens so that you you will have a grasp of it and also i just want to just uh, just to recap or just to summarize what uh, ram was also telling us today from starting from the point of uh, we uh, we started talking about stories about data and how how when you're looking at data how you can create a good story how you can really understand who are we talking about in this data and who are we presenting this data to uh, ram explained like uh, to how we can understand uh, who's involved in data and understand the current context of data i think that's very uh, important because uh, it gives you uh, in my head it reminds me of like once upon a time in a story like it 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 builds the context right it it gives you what's what's happening right now so i think that's a very good perspective to see how we can build a story and also then um what the kind of skills uh, that we want to have especially not only the technical skills but also communication skills also the importance of uh, diverse uh, teams which can bring the best out of the data itself and finally like how we can learn more about data and improve your skills so ram was talking about uh, how data is now the the most important kind of asset i guess in the world uh, 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 so to speak and also uh, where you can actually learn it so ram was mentioning the, the apart from the traditional way the new way is about online courses right and it brings me to a a, a promotional uh aspect of like the new finance standards which we have in isac as well because it's it's a, it's a full um set of courses that we have also um going in depth um about many topics and especially the topic of analyzing which is also the new standard um so we were, we are also very excited from uh as gfp as well as isac national to release the new content about analyzing uh analyzing standard which covers a lot about Uh, how to handle data and a lot of things which ram was talking about about stories all of this as well so i hope you can go and check it out as well uh but yeah so uh, from i i think this is the kind of wrap up i can see for today as well just the, what do you think about today and what are your final remarks for this now i am um, all the topics that we talked today are so important Uh, and so interesting uh, as we already said if you think that you're not the kind of that kind of person yes you are and um, there's a lot of things around us about data for example try to go to instagram and see the time that you spent in instagram or the number of views that you have that's also analysis um so yeah you have uh, data around you everywhere and you can keep learning going through our courses going to youtube and also um, i don't know following an, an influencer on data that's also my final 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 suggestion i think 
And it was really, really good to have you here, Ram. It was, as I said, a long time since we don't meet to talk about this topic. So very glad to have you here. And thank you very much for attending and inspired us on data. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, um, Navo, you're going to say something? Um, yeah, so Ram, can, can you give us like one final advice to everyone who's listening in, who, who, who are aspiring to become better data analytics people, like what kind of advice or what kind of inspiration you can give for them to, you know, start this off, kick it off and, you know, go through their data journey? Okay, um, I think my final advice would be people needs to stop being overwhelmed and mm-hmm. uh, just treat data as it is their friend. Um, because once you do, you'll be a lot more confident and be more reliable when working on it. That's cool. okay. Data, you're a reliable friend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have a friend on me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a beautiful, beautiful perspective and a beautiful uh, way for us to wrap up our um, podcast episode for today, uh, which is about analytics for finance. And uh, I want to thank you uh, very much, Ram, for joining us from Sweden. Uh, so, and uh, uh, like being with us for this episode and talking a lot about data, sharing your experiences in ISAC as well as outside ISAC uh, for everyone who wants to uh, be become better uh, data um, profiles, I guess. Um, and yeah, so thank you once again. Thank you very much, Ram. And uh, yeah, maybe just so you can let us know what you can expect uh, for the future episodes as well. And we can. Yes, yes, yes. I'm very excited for the next episode too. Um, So yeah, that was our second episode, Analytics for Finance. So hope you enjoyed as much as we did. Um, Stay tuned because next episode, episode number three, will be all about a very hot topic um, nowadays that for sure you will be interested that it's all about investing. So thank you for listening and see you on the next Proud Financier podcast episode. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Goodbye, everyone.